to study together today. It's a great day, and God wants us in His Word. And I want to share with you today, as we're talking about serious believers, things that they need to know, I want to talk to you about something that will make a difference in your life, rejoicing in your security in Christ. Let me read from Romans 8, 31 through 34. What then shall we say in response to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who will bring any charge against those whom God has chosen? It is God who justifies. Who then is the one who condemns? No one. Christ Jesus, who died more than that who was raised to life, is at the right hand of God and is also interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? And he goes on to describe no one can. You see, beginning at verse 31, Paul poses some questions. And if you can answer those questions correctly, you can really have security. These verses help us to discover who that Jesus really is and how we can be secure in him and how we don't have to fear the future or fear uh, not being in his presence in heaven. I've had people tell me that you just better die on a good day because if you die on a day that you're not walking with God, you'll go to hell. Well, of course that isn't true. It's not depend on my good day. Certainly I want to make my days as good and godly as I can, but even if I fail, if I've really trusted Christ as my Lord and Savior, put my trust in him and really seek to live for him, then I'm, I'm secure. The Bible teaches that we're secure in Christ. But it teaches that we must really be in Christ. It's not just somebody who signed a card at a meeting and said, I want to be Christ, or even somebody who was baptized or made some kind of profession, but it's those who truly repent of their sins and trust in Christ. Also, the Bible is very clear. If this has happened to us, we cannot live as we please. We will not be perfect, but we will not constantly, daily, all the time, live as we please rather than God pleases. So what Paul tells us here in chapter 8 is that victory is ours in Christ. And the, the picture is a court scene and a courtroom. And the judge is on the bench and the witnesses are ready to testify. The public has filled all the seats in the courtroom. And look at the person who's on trial. The person who is on trial uh, is ourselves. It's you. It's me. It's our faith that's being decided. We are the one on trial. And know that there is hope for us when the, un- amazing and un- when the amazing and unbelievable thing happens that the judge gets off the bench and behind the bench and he comes around to where we sit and he takes our place. He takes our side. That's what Jesus did. He's the judge. He accepts our punishment. We're guilty, but he acknowledges that and he says, I've come to take your place. Let's look at several things this passage tells us. First, The saved are secure because there's no one who can successfully charge us in God's court. Paul said, who will bring a charge against God's elect, God's people who've trusted him? God is the one who justifies. Charge here means accusation. It's a legal word. It's meant to bring a charge or an accusation against a man in court, in a court of law. And it's to accuse someone of being guilty of something. For example, when we have a trial today, we say, here's John Doe. And he is accused of murder of a certain person. So 
Paul says no one can successfully accuse the believers in God's court. Now, he does not say that no one will accuse us. They will. But the key word is successfully. In other words, we can really bring a, who can really bring a successful charge against us if we're a child of God? They will bring their charges. The devil will. The world will. People will. But they will be the accusers, and it will not be successful. It will fail. That doesn't mean I'm perfect or you're perfect. It doesn't mean that we have arrived and don't need to grow. It simply means that our security is in Christ. So when the devil says you're worthless and no good, you can say, well, I'm a child of God. I'm worth uh, the value of Christ dying on the cross for me, and I belong to him now. And when the world says to you that what you believe and what you are as a Christian is stupid, you can just say to the Lord and to them, well, I'm trusting him and not you. So it doesn't matter what you think or say. So what we're saying is not that we won't be accused, but what we're saying is that even if we are accused, that we know that it cannot stand because God is in charge. Now we understand that these accusations are from the evil one, are from evil people, and our faith and our trust is in the Lord. And we must recognize that we, even in these accusations, can stand. And First John 3.20 says, In whatever our heart condemns us, for God is greater than our heart. He knows all things. So even if in our conscience we we feel a certain thing is true doesn't necessarily mean it is true and if we have really trusted Christ. And James 2.10 says that whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point has become guilty of all. What he's basically saying is that we're all guilty, but Christ has forgiven us and made us his child, and our trust is now in him. And even though Satan may whisper accusations against us, the Bible says it doesn't matter, they're not true. Paul says in Colossians, and when you were dead in your transgressions and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive together with him, having forgiven us all our transgressions, having canceled out the certificate of debt, consisting of degrees, decrees against us, which, which was hostile to us, and he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. All the things that could be listed against us We've brought to Christ. We've said, forgive me of my sins. He's nailed those to the cross. Some years ago in Manchester, England, Frank Crosley was the judge sitting on the bench on a certain day when a young lady who worked for the Salvation Army was brought before him for trial. Her only crime was that she had had an open-air gospel meeting in one of the city streets of Manchester. It was an area where there was plenty of room and no real inconvenience had really been caused, but an overzealous constable had charged her with obstructing traffic and the young lady bravely defended herself and seized the opportunity to confess her faith in Christ. Then Frank Crossley, the judge, did a most unusual thing. He left his seat, crossed the floor of the court, and took his stand behind, beside this young woman as she stood in the place of the accused. It was one of those gestures which spoke more eloquently than any words that lips could frame. The judge had taken the position with the accused. Jesus Christ did even more than that for us. He not only took his position with us, the accused, he took the position in place of us as the accused. Therefore, because we know him and we have a relationship with him, then we cannot be accused in a way that, that 
as the world does and as the devil does. He says, in him, we're okay. And we'll pick up that next time and talk more about what that means and continue the study. Hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.